0: Welcome to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn, equipping, coaching, and restoring missionaries to answer God's call. We've started a series on cultural adjustment. Remember, first cultures are organized around values. Values are the standards of what is acceptable or unacceptable, important or not important. Right? or wrong, and workable or not workable. The values are the hidden rules everyone seems to know and follow within a culture. Second, we will be judged by how we behave according to those values. We feel the judgment when we respond contrary to the cultural value, but may not be able to locate exactly what it is, except we feel like we did something wrong or don't fit in. Third, the characteristics of each value have both strengths and weaknesses. Last time we covered direct versus indirect communication. Today we will cover independent or individualistic versus interdependent or connectivity. We'll identify what our own cultural values are, identify what the values are of the country we live in, we will note the conflict, state examples, and work towards appreciation of values different than our own. These will be our keys to understanding how the culture is set up and moving towards appreciation. The value of independent or individualistic in a culture looks like working on one's own, being independent, competitive, and responsible for self The thinking is, how does this affect me individually? What a person does determines how one behaves. The individual takes personal responsibility. This value focuses on the rights and concerns of each person. Personal identity is promoted. The value of interdependence or connectivity in a culture looks like helping one another, depending on others, and being cooperative. The thinking is, do I have a connection with you? And how does this affect the group or our togetherness? Importance is placed upon the group. What a person does affects the group involved. The value stresses the importance of community. Unity and selflessness are valued traits. Independent or individualistic, versus interdependent or connectivity, what difference is? Already you're determining which value you consider is better, acceptable, important, right, and workable. We want to reject the opposite because it seems unacceptable, unimportant, wrong, and we think it won't work. But remember, whole cultures and societies live by an opposite or different value to us. Not everyone in the world thinks like our home country, our city or town, or our church. And different does not equal wrong. It's just different. Typically or generally speaking, North American European cultures value independent or individualistic. And Latin American and Asian cultures value interdependence or collective. There are some studies that show that race, class, and gender may affect this value. Let's look at how these values play out in some scenarios. Helping your kids. A husband who values independence married a person who values interdependence, his wife, and they have a five-year-old boy. The wife was still dressing the five-year-old, and the husband felt that he should be getting dressed by himself. The husband has some options. He can let it go, so give up independence and embrace the interdependence. He can force his wife to change, impose independence, and reject interdependence. Or he can meet halfway by having the wife pick out the outfit, but the son getting dressed by himself. There may be many other options, too. The idea is to consider the opposite value when coming up with solutions. When I explained this story to a mother who values independence and was adopting a child From an interdependent culture, she said, Man, this explains so much. I was in the hotel with our new little boy, a six-year-old, and when I would say to get ready for bed or get dressed, he would just put his arms up in the air. What about in schools? A U.S. embassy worker who values independence had a hard time getting her kids into a particular school in an interdependent culture. She focused on her child's grades and desire for a good education, and the school rejected her. Years later, another embassy worker was able to get her kids into the school with no problem, and the first worker wondered why. The second embassy worker mentioned who she worked with, her co-workers' children, who also attended the school. The interdependent school was focused on the connections, who she was connected to, her network of friends, and togetherness. The first worker could have done the same thing, but since she didn't know the cultural value, it didn't occur to her to use her connections or even to mention them. For teachers, independence and interdependence will clash in a classroom. This can start with introductions. Independent students may not be so interested in the teacher's family and her connections as much as they may be interested in what they will be doing that year in class, what they will learn, and what is expected of them. Interdependent students will be interested in the teacher's family, who they know, who they're connected to, and what brought them to the country. Independent students will be brief in sharing about their families and be focused on school and how it affects them individually. Interdependent students will share freely about their families and connections and be interested in the relationships they have or can have in that class, not in what they will learn. Once I was teaching the cultural adjustment class to a mixed group, so I had independent and interdependent teachers and staff. Because the majority of listeners were interdependent, I took the time to share who I was and who I was connected with. As an example, when we got to this value, I had people give a show of hands to who thought when I shared about myself, it was a waste of time and just wished I would get on with the training. I reassured them that I would not take offense and they would not get in trouble by raising their hand, but I wanted to make a point. But the independent listeners had no problem raising their hands. Sharing about myself had no meaning to them. Then I asked people to raise their hand who liked it when I shared about myself and my connections and country. The majority of the room, the interdependent teachers and staff, raised their hands Sharing about myself may have been more important than what I taught or may have paved the way to be listening to what I had to say. Allow that to sink in. Still along the lines of school, assignments will be interesting. Independent students will work on their own. Their parents, generally speaking, will want them to do all or most of the work on their own with little help. It doesn't matter so much what the project looks like. It matters that their child completed the work on their own. Independent students will not readily share answers because they worked on things themselves. Interdependent students will have a sibling or parent help with or even complete their work. It doesn't matter if the child completes the work on their own. The most important part is what it looks like. Interdependent students will readily share answers because they are part of a community. They want to keep those relationships and they value being helpful. Can I just say how many times my son's projects were embarrassing? On a science presentation boards, he sometimes used pencil and he couldn't draw. Once we started typing and printing and gluing on the presentation board, they did get a little bit better, but the point was that he completed it himself. The other presentation boards were so fancy and impressive. However, it was impressive to see what the parents did. I'm not sure how much the children worked on them. Another time, my son forgot to tell us he needed a kite for the next day. So being 30 minutes out of the city, we did what we would do at home, garbage bags, straws, tape, string. Apparently, the other student's parents went out and bought a Kite making kit and assembled it for their kids. So, so many embarrassing moments, but I valued my son's involvement in the lesson, not the perfection of the outcome. Now, group work is also affected. Independent students prefer to work alone. It's usually hard for them to rely on other students to complete their tasks, and sometimes they will take on more to make sure it is completed. If they do have group work, they want the work to be equally divided within the group. Since interdependent students are probably already sharing their classwork, teachers can incorporate more group work over individual work. A shared task reinforces their relationships. What about jobs? In addition to schools, these values affect jobs. Those who value independence hire and are hired based on skill. Those who value interdependence hire based on connections, who do you know? What about adoption in different countries? Understanding the value differences can help in the process of adoption. Most adoption agencies with the value of independence are focused on what an adoptive family can provide in relation to physical provision, food, clothing, house, education? Do the parents have a stable job? What opportunities can they provide for the child? Adoption agencies with the value of interdependence emphasize relationships because who they know is going to affect the life of the child being adopted. Who are the parents connected to? Who can they depend on? Who will be involved in the life of this child? Family is affected. People who value independence will expect their children to either go to college or move out at age 18. Sometimes a college student will return home and work to pay off the loans before moving out on their own. Married couples can live in the same city as their parents or they may move far away. People who value interdependence live in a house with extended family and live at home until they're married, putting the needs of the family first. Sometimes if the property is owned, the married couple will build a house on the same land as the family. Family over education. In Honduras, in both rural and urban areas, I did notice two examples where the family was chosen over education, but for different reasons. In the rural area, the children were pulled out of school to work for their families. Some children only go up to 6th grade, so they can work and provide for their family. Or, they may miss school when a certain crop is ready to be harvested. A job may be chosen over college so the young adult can provide for the family. For urban areas, families pull children out of school to spend more time on vacation. School activities for holidays and programs within the school day were set up for the whole family to enjoy as well. So you have this family and education dynamic of interdependence. What about status? For a person who values independence, a child's status is not related to or reflects on the parent. The parent is happy and can be proud of their child when they achieve, but it does not directly reflect on their own abilities parenting, or status. There are always exceptions to the rule, such as parents who make their children pursue a particular college major or job, or want them to get straight A's. But in a country that values interdependence, but also status, education may take priority over the family. The focus may be on studies, college major, job, and maybe even who the child marries, because it can change the status of the entire family. What other people think about the child is important because it reflects upon the family unit. What about money? In an independent culture, the money each person earns is their own. College students may receive some help from their parents, but will pay back student loans on their own. A child moving out on their own may receive some help from their parents, but they are on their own. A married couple can choose to combine their funds into one bank account, follow a budget together, but it is completely separate from their parents, siblings, and family members. In an interdependent culture, money is shared. If a family member needs to go to school, everyone in the family pitches in to send that member to school. Another child may feel like they're missing out, but when it's their turn, the same principle would apply. Everyone would help out. An independent missionary married an interdependent man. She was surprised when her husband's family thought their wedding money was family money. To her, it was only their, the husband and wife's, money, and it was a gift money for them to spend on what they needed. How do these values show up in events? The U.S. Embassy had an Easter egg hunt with their staff. When the instructions were given for the hunt, the moms who valued interdependence went with their children to look for eggs, while the moms who valued independence sat back and watched. Remember the judging and being judged? The moms who valued interdependence were thinking the moms who valued independence didn't even care about their kids and didn't want to help them. The moms who valued independence were thinking the moms who valued interdependence were not following the rules and letting the children experience the joy of finding the eggs on their own. What about piñatas at a birthday party? At a party, parents who value independence sent their kids to wait their turn to hit the piñata and collect candy. Whatever candy you get, you get. Parents who value interdependence help their children get the candy. This usually means some independent kids won't end up with any candy because they're waiting their turn and picking it up on their own. So a person who is from an interdependent culture but grew up in an independent culture decided to combine task and control with adaptation. She would tell the parents not to help, but knowing that they would, she would set aside some candy apart from the pinata to throw behind the independent kids so that everyone would get some candy. There's one area where I see these values swap and that's in sports. In an independent culture, they are more focused on team when it comes to sports. They work together despite the independent value and culture. However, in some interdependent cultures, it seems like every man for himself and each person trying to get the glory. If they make a good play, it's all them and not for the team. What are some benefits of each value? The value of individuality or independent can be beneficial in that a person can take care of themselves and make decisions without relying on others. Self-esteem and confidence are usually higher, as well as autonomy, freedom, assertiveness, and a sense of personal uniqueness. The value of independence can be beneficial in learning new things, life enjoyment, completing tasks, or achievements. The value of connectivity or interdependence can be beneficial when relationships need to be formed and relied upon. This is beneficial in being able to ask for others' input and asking for help. Accomplishment is in collective goals. There is support, peacefulness, stability, love, and unity in a group. What are some warnings? The warning for the value of individuality or independent could be seen as focusing only on self and influencing others. Little to no support network or not belonging can lead to isolation. It can be seen as selfish or self-centered. It can be harder to ask for help or make sacrifices for others. Warnings for the value of connectivity and interdependence could be seen as unable to make decisions for oneself because there are no personal pursuits, goals, or ideas. It could be seen as disrespectful. There could be a fear of change as well as laziness. If you realize you value individuality or independent, you can appreciate getting help from others, cooperating with others, relying on family, and thinking of how things affect a group. Listen more. Think about how you are similar to others. Adjusting does not mean you are weak. Consider how your actions affect others. If you realize you value connectivity or interdependent, you can appreciate being able to handle situations on their own, being prepared to live on their own, and the responsibility and ownership that is taken for their projects or work. Speak up. Think about how you are different from others. Asserting yourself does not mean you are selfish. Consider each action a choice. Find out everything you can about cultural values, your own values and those of the country you're going to. But then become a student and find out which apply and to what degree they apply for the area you live in. When the shock comes, identify it. Look for strengths and work towards finding something to appreciate about the other value. Thank you for listening today and remember, trust God and answer the call. Thank you for listening to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn. If you have questions or topic ideas, please leave a comment or send a voice message. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please subscribe and share, or give at worldoutreach.org backslash three four nine. For more information on Answer the Call Ministries, please visit the website at www.atcministries.org.